Welcome to the Propreneur Podcast, where we help practice owners become better entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Dino Watt. All right, everybody, welcome again to the Propreneur Podcast. My name is Dino Watt. Excited to have you here for another episode with a professional on this episode where we talk about so many things that help you get the best practices possible inside of your practice. And uh, as always, just want to give a shout out to everybody for sharing this podcast to their friends and colleagues and helping us grow as we have. We continue to get more and more listeners every single uh, month, and we are far over our 100th episode. So that's all because of you. And we just really appreciate all of your efforts and the people that have reached out to us to thank us for our podcast. We really do appreciate that. And uh, especially, I'd like to thank all the people behind the scenes that edit this together and make it look great. Well, today is no exception on our podcast of having a great professional to talk to. I actually met our professionals team at Smiles at Sea. I've talked about Smiles at Sea at this on this podcast before and talked to them and thought, man, and, you know, the more legal advice I can get for you guys out there, the better, right? Because I think there's a lot of stuff out there that is pretty interesting. And uh, for you as professionals, as business owners, it's important to get the best legal advice you possibly can. And although we are not giving you specific legal advice, you need to go and talk to them in person. Uh, this episode is all about how you can protect yourself. And our guest today is Dan McNeff from Legally Mind. So Dan, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's good to be here. I'm excited to have you because, uh, and, and that might sound like an oxymoron that I'm excited to talk to an attorney, I'm sure. But, uh, but I, I am because I actually think it's very interesting. One of the things that I found in this profession, um, when I first got into it over a decade ago, I was surprised at how many professionals were not hiring professionals to do a job, right? Like they're, when it comes to bookkeeping, they'll have, oh, the, there's a sweet little lady that I know who's really good with numbers. So I let her do all my accounting and my bookkeeping or, you know, oh, yeah, I had my LLC and my uh, my uh, uh, incorporation done by uh, uh, something online. Right. And, and hopefully none of them are that extreme, but there definitely are people who I run into often where it's my friend did this or I know a good guy who does this or man, I really don't like the way this person does that, but they've been my person for X amount of years. So I just keep them. And I always find that fascinating because we're dealing with professionals that if I went and said, well, you know, I saw this really great tip on how to whiten your teeth on TikTok. And so I did that. Like you would think, no, you go to a professional to get that done or, you know, whatever the crazy idea is around fixing your teeth, your cavities or straightening your teeth. And so I'm really excited to have you on to talk about those things. But as we do on this show, every episode, the very beginning of the episode, we ask everybody their story because I believe stories connect all of us. So Dan, if you wouldn't mind telling us, tell us your story of how did you get into this and especially focusing on the audience that you do. Um, I started off my career in journalism, quickly realized I wasn't going to make enough money there, got into financial planning, uh, got a, a CFP and, and studied at University of California, San Diego for that. Um, was in financial planning for 15 years, uh, retired. I was with Citigroup and uh, was a senior vice president and their principal broker, um, primarily in Southern California. Uh, retired from that at a fairly early age, at around 40 years of age, went into the manufacturing business and um, uh, then got back in to the financial world through a gentleman by the name of Jay Mitten. Jay had created, uh, is considered the father of asset protection. Jay is an attorney, one of the better known attorneys in the United States. 
wrote a book called Cover Your Assets. It became a bestseller. He discovered some tools that would help people to protect their assets, fought for them, uh, and, and basically created the world of asset protection. Uh, he had created a company that was dedicated to the medical community and uh, did an outreach to them and, and sold kits, asset protection kits, primarily because he charged so much money for his services to actually do the asset protection himself. Very few physicians or dentists could actually afford him. So he sold kits instead. Um, when I got involved with Jay, uh, uh, I set up meetings, began speaking, uh, and eventually ran his company. But I, I went to him about, oh, I guess it was 17, 18 years ago, and I said, Jay, I, I don't find anybody really using that kit. Um, as much as I love the education, as much as I love you know, your concepts, the simple fact is they aren't doing us any good, nor are they doing any of the people who buy our kit any good, because they're simply not using it. He said, well, what would you do? And I said, I said, I'd, I'd hire attorneys. We would do it for the clients and just make it happen. Well, Jay was at an age where he really wanted to retire. And he said, well, Dan, if you're so smart, why don't you just buy the company from me <laughs> and do it on your own? So that's what I did. Wow. Now, to be honest with you, uh, Jay didn't think that I could do it for a price that was reasonable for physicians. And frankly, it was, was very, very difficult. Um, uh, I had amassed uh, quite a, an account, retirement account, payment, you know, so on and so forth for my years of financial planning. I used every dime of it. Wow. <laughs> I wow. used yeah, just, just getting ourselves to a point where we could actually afford to do it. So you and were now, all in. Yeah, well, I was all in. Um, but now after, you know, 15 years, we have 12,000 clients. Um, wow. We uh, were the largest asset protection company by far in, the, in America. Uh, we strictly work with medical community, physicians, dentists, and the like. And um, our, our prices are more than affordable. People can't believe that we can do what we do at the price. And it's just because of the volume of sales that we do. And the fact that we have as many existing clients as we do. But our, our goal is to keep people safe from lawsuits. We're very successful at doing that uh, with the number of clients we have and the number of years we've been doing it. To date, we don't know of a single client who has ever ended up in court with a lawsuit because wow. of, of the strategies we put in place. So do you focus on the medical and dental community because of the huge litigation factor and you want to help protect them in that way? Or what was the draw towards that? That's, that's primarily it. Uh, the medical community is the most sued community in America. Mm -hmm. Not only do they take risk every time they treat a patient, every time they make a recommendation for a patient, frankly, uh, it, the perception is that they have the money to sue yeah, for. For sure. And so it's it's a wicked combination, and mm -hmm. so we we work with them and, and help them solve that issue. So let's talk real quick about this idea of asset protection. And I, I love that you had mentioned just a moment ago, right? You want to help protect them from losing basically everything if they get sued. Which mm -hmm. it's not about if; it's when they get sued yeah. um, from somebody. 
And so there are many different ways that people talk about when it comes to asset protection, protecting the things that are most important to you. I loved uh, the idea. And it's funny when you mentioned Jay's name, I'm like, man, I know that from somewhere. And Cover Your Assets is a book that I, I, I must have read over a decade ago. I was turned on to it by a friend of mine. And it was that thing that was like, oh man, I'm, I'm going to be, uh, I'm, I'm going to be very vulnerable if I don't, don't do some of these things. And I was not a doctor or an attorney at all. Mm-hmm. I was just looking at it as, as layman's terms of the things I want to protect myself of. And that was when I almost had nothing out of house and stuff, but still, even when you think about the things we work so hard for to not get taken away by somebody who, whether it be rightfully so or wrongfully so, decides to come after you and attack you and sue you. So what do you see as the biggest mistakes that people make when it comes to covering those assets, when it comes to that asset protection of themselves, where they think they're covered, but they're not? Well, most people are under the perception that if they create an LLC for their practice, that they have now created a division of sorts between themselves and everything in their own name and their practice. And that would be true, except for the judges in all 50 states have the ability to do something that's called pierce the corporate veil. Right. People have made it sound like, oh, well, it's difficult to pierce the corporate veil, when in reality it isn't. All a judge has to do is see that your corporation is closely held, which means it isn't traded publicly and has fewer than 100 shareholders. That that basically is everybody in business for themselves sure. in the medical community. Yeah. So the judge, when they pierce the corporate veil, they use what's called the alter ego ruling. And they basically say, look, that corporation is nothing more than an extension of yourself. Mm-hmm. And in that situation, they then can take anything and everything you own in your own name and make it subject to the lawsuit against your practice. So that means that you have no real asset protection in place, even though you may think that you have. And the fact is that if you own a home in your own name, you own cars, you own boats, you own airplanes, you have bank accounts, anything and everything, brokerage accounts, all those things in your own name now become subject to the lawsuit against your practice and you can lose them. And so the key to on on that note, like, is it then... I immediately go to, I remember hearing years ago, someone saying they, they're very wealthy, but they said, I don't own anything. Mm-hmm. They have everything in an LLC or some sort of protected uh, right. base. Is, is that kind of what you're saying that you need to be yeah. very careful of? That's, that's right. And the tools that you use to protect those assets depend upon, first of all, what assets they are. Second of all, what tool fits best for that asset? Third, what state you live in. And so the state laws vary and you have to match the entity to the state and the laws that, that you have to deal with. So you, you can't just go out there and, and get a one size fits everything type, type situation. Wow. You have to have professionals who know what they're doing, who can make it work for your specific situation. Well, and that's, I think the way you said there, the key, I was just going to kind of jump into that with your specific situation. I think everybody kind of, I don't know. I just feel like a lot of people don't actually think through what their situation is, what their concerns are, what would be best for them and kind of go and get the, the, whatever is available to them from that company type 
uh, LLC or incorporation instead of actually saying, one of the things I'm really passionate about is making sure that my goals are driving me towards everything from who my car insurance is through, from my who does my asset protection, all that stuff, because they understand my goals of what I want for myself, for my kids, for my posterity. But I don't think a lot of people think through that. Do you find that to be true as well? Yeah, I, I think a lot of times people will go, for example, but one of the most common practices, uh, especially in the dental world, is they'll have an accountant who's doing their books and doing their taxes, mm-hmm. who also sets up their LLCs, who, who gives them advice and counsel on how to do all these things. And they think, oh, well, I've got the professional who knows how to take care of everything for me. And in reality, uh, an accountant is not the person you want to have setting up your LLCs. What would an accountant typically know about asset protection? And the answer is absolutely nothing. They, they don't know anything. Wow. They make this claims. Is, this is coming from somebody who was a, somebody who was an accountant too. That's what's really yeah. amazing. Yeah. So the simple fact is that you, you really just, it's just like, you know, I wouldn't go to my dentist and ask him to take my tonsils out. Right. Just because you you're know, a doctor, right? Yeah, just because you're a doctor, and and this and the same thing, the same thing happens in the legal world as well. Um, in fact, uh, two days ago, I was on a similar phone call with an attorney from California who had multiple assets, rental properties in California, a couple of them in Illinois, some in, in Arizona, and and this lady was saying, uh, had no clue. in in reality about asset protection. Now she was a very smart person, asked all the right questions, but when it came down to it, um, she was woefully unprotected uh, and and, um, was left in a very, very vulnerable position. Her husband, by the way, is a physician and uh, a high risk position. And they, they com- are completely vulnerable to any lawsuit that might come their way. Wow. And when we got finished with the conversation, she was just completely stunned uh, and realized uh, the mistakes that they'd been making. How hard is it for people, though, when they hear that from you, when you're having this conversation, be like, OK, I know you think you're protected, but let me show you how this can be pierced and that can be pierced. And this isn't set up right. Like, do you get a lot of pushback and because of the whether it be embarrassment or that maybe they don't trust you completely like how hard is that for people to accept some some for some professionals it's, it's really hard to accept i've had both attorneys and accountants say dan what you do is is complete overkill how i can't imagine you know mm-hmm. and, and my response is really quite simple if you were a policeman and you were going into a battle and you knew you were, their guns were going to be used. Would you want the Kevlar vest that works most of the time? Or do you want the one that works all the time? 100%, right? Yeah. 100%, yeah. yeah. And the answer is, well, I want the one that works 100% of the time. Sure. And so one of the real problems that I find in, in, in the asset protection world right now, and I, 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 I want to fall a little bit shy of calling them hucksters, but a lot of people go out and they come up with, what appears to be very simple and brilliant ideas on how to protect assets, but they aren't completely thought through. Mm. And so a lot of things that look good on the outside need to really be vetted. 
one of the advantages of what we're doing is, you know, uh, really, uh, if you if you look at our experience with Jay, uh, 40 plus years of actually doing asset protection for clients, knowing what does and doesn't work. And then instead of just simply gravitating to what appears to be the easiest and simplest way to do things, make sure that whatever you're doing is in fact in the end going to work and not create problems for your client. What do you feel is uh, the biggest uh, surprise to people beyond, oh, I don't have this LLC set up that they uh, don't expect when they come to meet you? Uh, most of them uh, will create, for example, uh, like the, the lady I talked to two days ago, she has one LLC that houses every one of her 10 plus rental properties. Wow. And, so, and, and not only that, frankly, it's a California LLC, which frankly is worthless. <laughs> the, the California LLC can be dissolved at will by any judge in California, which simply means there is no asset protection. So uh, I find that very, very common. People will go out, they, they have an LLC that houses all of their properties, whether it's their office building plus rental properties and so on and so forth. Um, and which, which just common sense, doesn't that, I mean, I, I'm obviously no attorney, but common sense, doesn't it mean one person trips and falls and hurts themselves on one property. Now all properties are at risk because they're all in the same LLC. It's like, you got that right. That exactly, just doesn't make any sense to me. No. And it's learning the inside outside relationship. Everything inside the entity is subject to the lawsuit against the entity. Right. So in order to protect it, you have to move them outside of each other. Now, there are what we call safe assets. Those are assets that cannot produce a lawsuit on their own. Your bank account can't create a lawsuit. Mm -hmm. Neither can your jewelry. So I can take your bank account and jewelry and put them in one specific tool because they're never going to create a lawsuit. But assets that can, in fact, create a lawsuit, such as a house or a car or an airplane, they can't be blended in with one another because then they become a subject to any lawsuit that's created by each other. Yeah, that just makes sense. Wow. Wow. So the, um, the other big, biggest problem that we have is people who, I, I would, I would venture to say 90% of the people I talk to own their homes, for example, in their own name. Mm -hmm. And that's just like hanging out a neon sign that says, here I am, sue me, take my home which yep. is for most people, the most precious commodity they have. Yeah. Why are you hanging that neon sign out there? Yeah, it's true. We actually, uh, luckily that's something we learned a long time ago. As I mentioned to you on our pre-phone call that uh, we're in the middle of building a house right now. And as we were closing on the construction loan for the house, my wife asked, she's like, so how quickly can we put this into another entity, our LLC? And even that, the banker who was there was like, well, I didn't hear that. And I'm not going to tell you when or when you cannot. And the attorney is like, just call me. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, it's just, it's, it's interesting to me. Um, there's a couple of things like that, that I, I talked to, especially my younger friends, younger entrepreneurs, and uh, whether it be life insurance, home ownership, stuff like that, going like, why is that? Why are you not having that protected? So would you, what you were mentioning the percentages of people who have that, especially their homes in their own name, what's the percentage of people who come to you that really 
don't have anything set up. Like you're shocked at the matter of like, they really don't have any set of protection whatsoever. Probably 75% of them. Really? I was not expecting it to be that high. Really? 75%. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, you know, to be honest, most of the people who, who are out there, they're, they're living their life. They're so busy on a day-to-day basis with their practice, getting everything set up. Um, to them, it's just a bother and a pain to take care of this stuff. And so they don't take the time or make uh, or the effort to do it. One of the things that's nice about our process is that, you know, you are going to have to invest three to four hours of your own time. But once you've invested the three to four hours, we take care of you from head to toe from that point forward. Mm. And, you know, that's, that's the advantage. And, you know, we're going to put 40 to 50 hours worth of work into making it happen for you. But at the same time, you know, you can't expect to do it pain-free. I mean, you do have to invest some time into it. Yeah. Uh, that's so shocking to me, the 70% that I'm thinking, and my mind immediately goes to, you, you, you've had to hear some horror stories and like people who obviously right. come to you after the fact, who are like, what can we do? And there's really nothing you can do. And you had to hear some crazy stories. What's the first one that pops into your mind about like, so this oh, wish you could help about a, about a year ago maybe a year and a half ago that covid you know threw a, a, a blank in a thing but i do a plastic surgery conference up at lake tahoe every year and i had this gentleman come up to me after the conference and and say well i i know i really need to get my assets protected and there there may be a lawsuit looming um how, how and 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 how fast do I, I need to get this? Or how fast can you get the work done? And I said, well, if you really think you've got something looming, we, we can expedite it and make sure that we get it done as quickly as possible. But, you know, you have to do your part here to make it work. And he said, well, I'll get back to you this afternoon. And then he never came by. About two months later, I'm on an a airport shuttle bus to the, to the rental car facility and he calls me. And he says, you remember me? And I said, well, yeah. He says, well, I just got a letter that, that the client that, that was going to sue me is going to sue me. And I said, Doc, are you in California or Nevada? He says, well, I'm in California. Oh, my gosh. So here's the bad news. In California, as soon as you get a letter of intent to sue, the lawsuit's been started. And we can't do anything for you. We're done. That's considered an, an illegal uh, conveyance of your assets. And we can get in trouble by doing this. You're stuck. This lawsuit is 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 yours. You own it. And, you know, I don't know how it's going to come out. But the bottom line is there's little there's nothing I can do to help you in this lawsuit. And that's just stupid. You know, it is is just it's just stupid. I I don't know how else to put it. But I I hear the horror stories one after another, uh, people losing their homes people who have, have lost everything, they lost their practices, they have to start over again. Um, and, and the unfortunate thing is if it involves any type of malpractice, their licenses can be affected in a, mm-hmm. in a horrific way too. So one of the things that we do is we actually have a process in place where we shield the licenses unless you've done something extremely egregious um, you're never even going to get investigated for a malpractice claim. Wow. That's so amazing. Okay. So I know everyone listening to this has heard of a horror story of somebody 
something like that where they you know didn't have things set up correctly or whatever they lost everything they lose their license and they're thinking to themselves right now that's not gonna happen to me i'm (laughs) i'm I'm smarter than that everybody says the same right right like i I know it i know there's people listening right now that i've been in that situation i've done that to myself stupidly i i know there are people listening to this right now so i just want to like pause this entire podcast right now and just say to everybody i don't care at all if you use legally mine or not but if you have not listened to dan and and hear what he's saying about the the importance of this topic and the conversation of protecting your assets not just yours your kids your posterity like all of the stuff you work so hard for it baffles my brain to think that there are people out there listening to this right now or know of somebody's listening to right or could be listening to this right now that has gone through so much schooling so much hard work, put themselves in so much debt and not willing to protect it, not willing to have 30 different shields, you know, uh, to protect what's going on. Because the this, here's a fact that, I, Dan, you can back me up on this. Our society is not getting less litigious. Like, like and we're not all of a sudden people aren't being kinder to each other around legal action, especially when you're seeing if you watch commercials uh, or te- television at any time at night, it, you've seen the commercials that people are asking to sue about anything. Are you a part of this? Have you ever felt like this? Have you ever felt wronged or hurt by somebody? Holy moly, there's so many uh, things going on right now. It's We live in a litigious society. You got to have this protected. I don't know why that scares me a lot, Dan, just you saying that about here's somebody who's losing everything because they just want to take the time. There's a couple of statistics that, that lend, lend credence to what you just said. The United States represents 5% of the world's overall population, but 90 plus percent of all the world's lawsuits are filed in the US. What? More than 100 million lawsuits a year are filed in the United States. That's one for every three and a half people in the country. Holy and every single year for 60 years running, the number of lawsuits in our country has increased. Not a single year has gone by where we haven't had an increase in the number of lawsuits for 60 plus years. And the single highest suit profession in America is the medical profession. Of course, of course, because people think the MD, the MD behind their name is like such a badge of honor. And I get it. You worked hard for it or the PhD. Those are freaking targets. Right. Those are targets. It is. Oh my gosh. And I, and you know what, I hear you when you said that earlier, and I think there's a lot of people who can relate to this is, you know, people are busy and I get it. Like I get people are busy and it's just one of those to do things on the list that keeps getting pushed back and back and back. But to think that somebody could save themselves their entire uh, livelihood and all the work they put in for a couple of hours of work, working with you guys and putting three, four hours into getting you all the information, the documents and Heck, even if it was a day's worth of work to save all of that, it's interesting that people just don't think it through. That's just so sad. Dan, when you when you meet with people and you tell them this and you and you show them what they're up against, like that gentleman you were talking to, I mean, that was at a conference, but when you actually have people come in and sit down with you or you have a conversation like this with them and they move on and they're like, yeah, 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 we'll get to that. Yeah, I don't want to invest the money into that. I don't, I don't care if it's 20, 30 grand that you're charging for this thing. I don't want to invest the money in that or we'll think about that. 
how do, how do you feel when people walk away from that? Like, what does that do for you? Well, I, I get frustrated because I know sooner or later in our litigious society, it's going to hit them and they just don't realize it. Uh, people live their life according to the experiences that they've had already. And if they've gotten so far, they think I've gotten to this point and it's not happened to me yet. And I'm going, yeah, those who fail to prepare for what may happen, you, you end up paying the price down the road. So sitting here thinking, oh, well, it's not going to happen to me is a foolish thought because it is going to happen to you. And, and um, you know, you, you're going to find, I find elderly people who, you know, we go to a lot of these conferences around and we always have the people who like to come to the, to the evening, for example, dental meetings and mm-hmm. And they're retired and I say, they'll tell me, young man, you know, I don't know how, how young a man I am right now, but, <laughs> but they'll, they'll say, young man, I, I've lived my, my, went through my entire career and I never got sued. And I say, well, sir, ballyhoo to you. But let me just tell you something. We're living in a different world than the world you grew up in and that you served in. The simple fact is lawsuits are a part of our lives. And if you don't accept that reality, you're going to end up paying the price. They should teach this in school. Like it should be required before you get out that you understand this. Just like I get frustrated that people don't, uh, that they don't talk about uh, business and how to actually run a business and in any type of medical school, they get zero education on that pretty much. They also don't get education on this, on protecting this education, protecting the knowledge you have, protecting the, the hard work you're going to put into this. And when, if somebody were coming to me and say that in the sense of, well, you know, I haven't never been sued and I retired and whatever. It's like, dude, you are so lucky. Like, look, everybody, there's always an exception to the rule, but that's not the rule. When you're saying that earlier, when people feel like they're just doing fine because they're past it totally reminded me of a story. And I remember it's in a movie somewhere where somebody talked about a gentleman who, you know, decided to jump off of a building. And on the way down, people were asking him, like, how's it going? And he's like, it's going great so far, right? He hasn't hit the ground yet. So it's like, that's what people are, they are. They're jumped off a building and they're going to hit the bottom. Like I said, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. Yeah. Here's the deal. Even if it's it's something out of your control, uh, I believe it was, I want to say it was at Smiles to See. Maybe I was listening to somebody there or we're having this conversation around a, co-worker or, or an employee that did something like on a car accident on their lunch break and ended up suing the doctor and the doctor lost most of his stuff. And I even want to say it was a child of theirs. Like it was a kid of theirs. It but- wasn't. It was, it, it was uh, a doctor in California, family physician who sent an administrative assistant out to pick up lunch. Yes. For the rest of the employees. Okay. See, my memory serves me. She ran a red light on the way to, to pick up the lunch. And, uh, and uh, the, uh, she killed a couple of teenage girls in the car. Oh, so uh, the, obviously it was a, a fairly young uh, administrative assistant. She had car insurance. He actually had an umbrella policy. Both the umbrella policy and the car insurance kicked in a million dollars to each of the families. However, this doctor had been had been in practice for 30 plus years, had amassed a, a pretty decent uh, set of 
properties. He, he was buying rental properties. Mm. So, and he was in the Bay Area. The rental properties had skyrocketed in wow. value. Yep. He, had, he had a lot of assets. The attorney, the attorney comes in, looks at this and said, yeah, we'll take the million dollars, but we're going to sue. We're going to sue and take him for everything. And they cleaned him out. They, they took everything that he had. Oh, and, and uh, you know, and, and it's, it's a sad but true story. What's even more sad is the fact that this man had actually attended a lecture that Jay Mitten had done and, and had never done anything with it, thinking all these years in practice and, I, and I've never been sued. He got to vet his own patients. He was successful enough. He didn't think it would ever happen to him. But this is what happens. The lawsuits come out from virtually out of nowhere, completely yeah. blindsided. It. Yeah. it never even thought about the fact that somebody and there is employee would get in a car wreck that would hurt somebody. Yeah. Wow. And that it would come back on him even. I mean, yeah, that's just so heartbreaking. And I, I know that even people listening to this are still going to go through that idea of like, well, and no, I'm fine. Or listen, here's another plea. If you're listening to this and you think you're covered and you think you're good, um, why don't you go and just check it out again? Like, why don't you go and just have a conversation? Because then at least you can have that peace of mind. You can sleep well at night knowing, all right, I'm double secured. I've had, you know, Dan or I've had one of his associates look over this so that you can at least know that you have some sort of protection. I, I actually think that there's no ultimate protection. Like something could possibly get through somewhere, but man, I, I, like you said, I'd rather have the thing that works hundred percent of the time, as opposed to, yeah, it's pretty good. Maybe we got off the secondary market. It's fine. You know, you'll, you'll be okay. Trust us. Oh man, Dan, we could talk about this for hours. I'm sure you've got some even worse horror stories, although those are pretty bad. Um, I guess my point of having you guys on the show when we were talking at the Smiles event was just, I know this is a problem. And our goal on this show is to bring the best practices to our practice owners and to help them actually see how being a professional entrepreneur, propreneur is all encompassing, right? It's not just that you do a really great job as, and what you do and you get delivered great results. It's not just that you're even a great leader in your business. It's not even just having a great team around you, but it's about thinking through all of these steps of being a great entrepreneur so you can continue to deliver the awesomeness that you do. And no one wants to go throughout their day thinking, man, I've got this lawsuit pending on me. I've got this. How, how more? I don't know. You tell me, Dan, I'm sure you've had this conversation before is the freedom that people must feel when they get to focus on the thing they love to do and deliver what they love to deliver because they know that they're protected through the process of covering their assets. It becomes one of the major issues that, that, and reasons that I do what I do, you know, um, I've been blessed, uh, by the medical community many, many times in my life, more than probably most. But the simple fact is I'm grateful for physicians. I'm grateful for dentists. I'm grateful for people who are out there to provide for me the medical services that only they can provide. Um, I don't want them hurt or to lose their practice or lose the ability to serve other people because of worries and concerns over what might happen. It seems to me that virtually everything we do has this little taint on it. 
well, I'd like to recommend this, but, you know, I'm worried about getting sued or I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to order a battery of tests, even though I don't think that they're really necessary, but I'm just covering my, you know what, because I don't want to be sued. Um, The entire objective Mm. for virtually everything we do in our society is first and foremost, I got to protect myself before I do anything else to help my people I've, I've been hired to help. And, and it's an unfortunate truth that that's a part of our life. And the only way you're going to free yourself up is by securing your assets and locking the lawsuits out, protecting your license. Now, once again, if you do something egregious, there's not going to be anything that'll protect your license. But if, if we, uh, we, we have one of our lawyers who happens to actually also be a dentist who recommended that a patient go to a specialist and the specialist screwed up. Well, the dentist who recommended it had his license come under review because, and his malpractice company get involved because he had made the recommendation. And eventually it, 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 they put him on the National Practitioner's Data Bank because of this. It harmed his license. It harmed everything in his career. It's an unfortunate truth that, that everything you do can affect you. And you need to know how to protect yourselves from these situations. And you need to do it. Don't just sit there and, and mm. think that it's never going to happen to me. Wow. That's so important. And just think of the freedom that it gives you to practice, practice ethically, honestly, um, just, just not having the shackles on you thinking this might get me in trouble when you know you've got this other stuff protected. And, and by the way, not only that, but hopefully when you feel that way, you're going to spread that to your colleagues and you're going to ensure that they are at least try to help them get protected and spread that word. This is a community of people. And I would agree with you. I've been blessed so much in the medical world that this is a community that, you know, we need to watch out for each other, have each other's backs and have this hard conversation. Sometimes, like you said earlier, it's not a sexy topic. People think, oh, they can put it on the back burner. It's not, is something that, you know, is exciting. They've got other stuff to do, but it's so necessary and it will allow them to be better at their other things they have to do if they just do it. Now, what's that quote? If you do things that are uh, easy, your life will be hard. If you do things that are hard, your life will be easy. And, yeah. and, and that, this is so needed. Wow. Well, Dan, thank you for spending your time with us. We've come to a part of our show where we are, uh, where we do our lightning round, basically our quick six questions that we ask us, uh, questions that you answer off the top of your head. We play it pretty quickly. Are you ready to play? Yeah, let's go. Awesome. Well, I think I know the answer to the first one, but I'm going to say it anyway, which is what's the most expensive thing that private practice owners are missing in their practice? They do not know the tax laws or the tax codes. And if they knew all the de- deductions available to them through using the entities in the right way, they would be shocked at how much money they could actually keep in their own pocket. Wow, that's a good one. I didn't think you were going to say that. And I'm glad you did, because that's a whole nother topic we can go off yeah. of, I'm sure. It's so true. I'm so, yeah, I, I really, I was just talking to a friend actually just a couple of weeks ago. They do really, really well. Uh, he has a, uh, a um, he's an attorney and he has a lobbying company 
And I know they do really, really well. And she's telling me about how, oh yeah, Derek and I are putting together our taxes. And I was like, wait a minute, you're doing your taxes? And she was like, yeah, you know, we got to get all this stuff together. I was like, girl, I, I have somebody do everything for me. Like I, they show, they show me the receipts at the end of each month, right. Or whatever. But I, I'm not a tax person. I don't want to be a tax person. I want the, I want the guy who knows all those ins and outs. And I'm very grateful to my tax person. And I, I would agree with you. I think that so many people don't realize that. Sorry, that was my little long addition to that, but That's it's so true. Cool. It's totally true. All right. What's a book? And, and we, I definitely want everybody to go check out cover your assets, but besides cover your assets by Jay Minton, is there a book you believe every private practice owner should read? Yes. Everybody should read the book, The Millionaire Next Door. Oh, great book. Great book. That's a really great book. Yeah. Okay. Uh, speaking of my book, uh, speaking of books, sorry, speaking of books and my book, we weren't speaking of my book, but now we will. Speaking okay. of books, in my book, the, uh, the Practice Rx, I focus on team culture and team performance as a foundation of business growth. Now you deal with a lot of doctors, you deal with a lot of professionals, what do you see if you have this experience as the biggest challenge that private practice owners are facing when it comes to their teams and their office culture? Do you get into that at all? Uh, a, a little bit. Um, one of the real problems that, that you have, frankly, is fraud, uh, especially mm. in the dental world, and not having an independent person who is looking at your books and helping you with your accountant accounting. If you rely on uh, an in-house person to do your accounting, um, statistics show that especially in the dental world, you are begging to have money stolen from you. It's so crazy. I don't get it. I've had a couple of um, fraud investigators, David Harris on this and stuff. And and, and I'm shocked. I, I, have, I have some previous clients that have the people in their office that have done the books for the last 20, 30 years. Right. Mm -hmm. And that if they were to be gone tomorrow, that the doc would have no idea where some of the money is and stuff like that. I was like, dude, I'm telling you there is a problem. I don't want to accuse anybody. I'm not the person to do this, but you need to get that figured out. It's scary. All right. The most important thing here, this is the question number four uh, is how do people get a hold of you? What can they do to reach out to you, to have a conversation to get to know a little bit more about Legally Mind Us? So first of all, our website is just legallymind.com. Um, and uh, they can call us at our toll-free number, which is 800-375-2453. And uh, if you just simply say, I'm interested in learning more, we actually set up a webinar for you. Oh, cool. You'll see a, a full presentation we really, before we get people started with this, we want them to have a good education on what we're going to do and, and have them really understand what we're going to do. And that's, that's an important part of, of accomplishing. You can have professionals listen in, whatever. Um, it works really well. You know, I, I can't recommend doing that enough. And if you're listening to this, not even for you, right? Like if you're not going to do it for yourself, that's fine. Do it for your family. Do it for your kids. Like get that protection out there. It's so important. Go ahead and just have a conversation. It's just a conversation. And it's more important than the next uh, how-to seminar or webinar you're about to go to on Zoom about how to, you know, uh, drill that cavity or to do that crown molding, like molding, crown molding. I'm building a house, right? That crown uh, <laughs> uh, in your life, right? Like you <laughs> mixing those two. <laughs> 
Look at that crown molding. It's more important <laughs> than crown molding for sure. <laughs> um, the, but definitely like going, it's more important than all those things for sure. This is a tough question, I know, uh, but just off the top of your head, what's the best advice that you've ever received in life or business? Okay. Well, I'll just, I'll relay it. It's, it's advice that I give quite often, I've heard. If you want a happy life, uh, the best thing you can do is find somebody to love. Mm. And then live your life in such a way that they love you back. Because in the end, when you're lying in your deathbed, nobody's going to care how fat your wallet is or how big your house is. What you want is to see somebody next to you that you love and, and know that they love you back. And uh, that's what the true meaning of life is. So true. So true. I used to do a thing years ago with my marriage course where I would talk to people and say, like, the only thing that's going to matter are the, is the set of eyes is looking back at you on your deathbed. That's all you're going to care about, right? And how you've connected with that. So that's so true. I love it. Well, the last question is, what's the best resource or tool that you feel every practice owner should be using to grow their practice? Well, I think right now, the best way anybody can build a practice and the most successful thing they can do is build up their reputation. And they build the reputation up by, first of all, being personable, developing relationships with their patients, making sure the patients know that you appreciate them, they'll appreciate you back. And then you have to work at it, but use that to network that into people recommending you and your services. And that's what happens. Now, um, if your service is worthwhile, people recommend you and life goes a lot easier. If it isn't, then maybe you ought to re-examine what you're doing. Yeah. That reputation management is huge. So important, especially now with online, you know, uh, forms and Yelps and stuff like that, that uh, like, let's just, uh, let's just assume everybody's doing a great job of what they deliver. And that reputation management is so key too. So I love it. Well, Dan, you've been a plethora of information. This has been so educational and I hope, I, I really do. I, I'm so sincere about this. Anybody listening, please reach out and, and get that, that coverage. The last thing I want, I, and it would actually, it would really hurt my heart if that, you know, three months, a year from now, I get an email from somebody saying, man, I wish I would have listened to you on that show because now I'm in the middle of a, a lawsuit. I'm in the middle of this. And again, it's not getting better. It's just getting worse out there. So protect yourself as much as you can. Thank you, Dan, for being a part of the show. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it very much. Wow, everybody. Again, I hope that you took a lot of notes. I hope that you uh, took us seriously on this conversation. Uh, Listen, there's nothing I get out of this other than sharing that information. And if that helps you in any way, shape, or form, then I am thrilled. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the ProPunter podcast. Again, I appreciate you sharing this with friends and colleagues, especially this episode. If you know somebody who is not totally taken care of with their asset protection, you definitely want to share this episode with them. I promise you they will thank you later on. As always on this show, our goal is to help you be more proactive, productive, and profitable in all areas of your life and business. We will see you on the next episode, everybody. Thank you very much. Thanks so much again for listening to the ProPunter podcast. We really appreciate your support. If you haven't subscribed already, please make sure you do so. Also, if you feel like you might be a good fit for our podcast as a guest or know somebody who you think would be, go ahead and email us at dino at dinowatt.com. 
Again, thanks for support. We'll see you on the next episode.